An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. No, I am your father. This is Greg Capullo, man, and you're listening to Elegant Weapon. Hey, kids. Welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 78. I'm your host. My name's Jay. Please excuse me while I flick my big... I want you to take the Frankenstein shit, the deer shit, the green monster, the bling, and the bling bling, and I want you to roll it all into one joint. No one's ever been brave enough to try that. One man is. Roll it. Okay. So, it's been a little while. I think it's been slightly over two weeks since uh, we were all together last. Last episode, the Tart episode. I want to thank Kevin Joseph for coming and joining us and talking about Tart and the Kickstarter. Uh, this weekend, happening right now, is New York Comic Con. Kevin is there, as well as our good friend Anthony Retgazer is there at the Action Lab table, pushing the Indiegogo for uh, the first hero, which is actually now in print. He's got a print copy in his hands. Anthony was very, very excited about it. He finally got to meet Philip Seavey. So everything's working out well. Uh, really wish we could be down at New York Comic Con, but, uh, you know, we can't hit them all, can we, kids? So like I was saying, it's been a little while since the weapon has been broadcasting across the airwaves, and I've just been really, really busy, kids. I do apologize, but we have a brand new podcast network to get off the ground. Uh, Josh Hawks and I have uh, pretty much been putting a lot of time into growing the New Points of Interest podcast network. It took a lot to merge the junk food and the POI, but we finally got everything up and running. Uh, you can find Points of Interest at thepointsofinterest.wordpress.com, and that would be the blog where you would find all the menus to all 14 of our amazing kick-ass shows. And we also have a brand new feed going through Podbean, which you can find several of the shows are posted through the one channel. So if you go to iTunes and you subscribe to Points of Interest Podcast Network, through that one feed you're going to be able to download... Uh, hybrid interest, two J's later, uh, staying off topic, and the junk food podcast, which I do with good friend Dinerdet Phoenix. So please go there, check it out. It's lots of fine people, uh, you know, trying to do their best to entertain you and be creative. I would also like to welcome to the network a brand new addition to the family. Uh, a little bit of a hole that we've had in the network is we haven't been well represented by any kind of gaming, whether it be tabletop, video games. Uh, RPG. Uh, we got a lot of people who kind of dabble in it, but nothing specifically tailored to you gamers out there. So we are very, very proud here at the Points of Interest Podcast Network to welcome the Dragon Fisters. The Dragon Fisters are a group of four fellas who basically uh, record their campaigns. So if you want to go on an adventurous, voyagist quest with these guys, please go to iTunes. Uh, subscribe to the Dragon Fisters. Of course, there's, our, uh, there's also a link to them and their blog on the Points of Interest blog. So lots of exciting, fun stuff. But now that that's all been sorted out, we can get back to the, uh, the planet hand, which of course is the ignition of the weapon. Uh, this week, on an elegant weapon, we welcome several guests. We had a little bit, of course, technical difficulty issues that tend to arise through the Skype, but we here at this show will never, ever complain about the Skype because it has, of course, enabled us to connect to the world for absolutely free. Uh, God bless you, Spike. Spike, what? Spike. That'd be pretty cool, though, if they called it the Skype, the Spike. I'll meet you on the Spike. No. Okay, so, the Skype. Uh, we first met up with our sponsor. Everybody knows artist and writer of the ministry. Uh, he's also head of Nemesis Studios. Our good friend Stan Kanopka came to join us. Uh, we were also joined in the first half of this show by Mr. Jay Webb. 
uh, super fan extraordinaire and comic book reviewer for intercomics.com. He's over in the UK. We were having a little bit of a few issues with the 3G there, so we kind of almost more podcasted with the ghost of J-Web than we actually did uh, J-Web. But, you know, a few new conspiracy theories popped up during this uh, podcast, whether Jay actually, uh, you know, things weren't working out because technical interferences with his MI6 duties uh, or perhaps his TARDIS was perhaps, uh, you know, malfunctioning in a way that he couldn't control, as tends to happen with uh, with those TARDISes. So... Uh, you know, it's kind of a clip show, it's kind of a best of show, but it does feed through together into a very nice conversation. Uh, the second half of the show, we welcome illustrator and artist extraordinaire Nick Francis, who is uh, working on Greyhaven Comics 1159 and a few other things, anthologies and such. Um, he came to hang out, and the reason he's hanging out and all these guys is because I was inspired to have a little bit of a fatherly conversation. So I got a few of my geek dad friends together, and this is pretty much what came out of that. So the first half of this show is a nice conversation with Stan and Jay Webb, and the second half is a nice conversation. Stan stuck around, so Stan's in there, and we hang out with Nick Francis, uh, who is a brand new father. So everyone here are fathers and stepfathers, and I decided to get together and have a little chat about what it's like to be a geek dad. And of course, as often happens more than anything came the bat so please enjoy this uh conversation with jay webb stan kanopka as we discuss fatherhood and the bat thank you very much for joining me tonight gentlemen thank you sir glad to be here and uh i'll straight up i'll tell you guys what inspired me to invite you on the show this evening and it was arsenio hall you have smoked yourself retarded what happened was, is the other night I was just watching TV, and I saw that the Arsenio Hall show is back on television. For anyone unaware, the show has returned, and it's it's kind of the same show. He's still got the posse, and everybody's you know barking and everything. The dog pound. Yeah. So a couple days after that, I saw him being interviewed on CNN. This is CNN. And he was being interviewed. The whole interview basically uh, turned into him talking about his father and fatherhood. And it was like 20 minutes of Arsenio Hall ranting about fatherhood, and it was amazing. Like he had some really, really nice, poignant things to say about absentee fatherhood and, you know, jerk-off dads, deadbeat dads, and, you know, how much it means just to be around, you know. And he's like, he's kind of preaching it. He's like, you know, a child without a dad, there's a hole left in that child's soul. <laughs> it was just like, and I was all like, wow, listen to this guy. Got all deep on you. Yeah. And then another thing that uh, influenced this was that our good friend Nick Francis, he is a brand new father. Uh, we'll get to congratulate him later. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's a, he's a rookie. I'm going for long. <laughs> <laughs> And something just I thought to me, it was like, you know what, how many of my friends I know who are geeks into comic books and are fathers? And <clears throat> when you sometimes think about that, you know, when you look at it's stereotypes like the Big Bang Theory or just, you know, comic odds and stuff, it, you know, of course, it's always been the comic book nerds living in their mom's basements and stuff. But when you really think about it, it's it's all the good boys who were into comic books, like when they were 13, that grew up to be like nice fellas, I think, maybe. Um, Stan, you have two yes. kids, yeah? Yes, I do. Well, um, one's not a kid anymore. One's 18. <laughs> yeah. And that's a son, correct? Yes, that's my stepson. Right. That's my that's my oldest. He's my stepson. And I have a nine-year-old who's my son, and his name is Storm. That's fucking awesome. Is that his real given name? Storm Kal-El, yes, sir. Oh, that's right. You told me that once about <laughs> Kal-El. I didn't know if I know about the Storm, but that's fantastic. Thank you. Well played, sir. Well played. So you got a 9 and an 18. And then we slide over to Mr. J. Webb, um, you know, who, of course, has balls of steel because he spends every day raising three women. Yes. Give us some ages, Jay. Uh, that 10, 7, and 3. 10, 7, and 3? I myself have a, uh, I have a 14-year-old stepdaughter. And I have a well. In November, he'll be three. Is my mm -hmm. son. It's a real stepdad as well. 
Oh, yeah, where's indeed. your where's your step come in? My my oldest two. Oh, the oldest two are steps. So yeah. Okay, yeah. that's okay. I'm that. Finished. I don't know. Did you guys have your dads around? Yes. Yeah, so I was about eighteen, I think. Okay, see, I grew up not really knowing my dad. Kind of saw him occasionally. Never really knew him too well. So I grew up with plenty of daddy issues. Did that leave a hole in your soul? <laughs> <laughs> It's so cheesy to say, but it kind of did. But I was very lucky that – well, just it, just because of the blood aspect of it, like you want to know mm-hmm. who they are and where you came from because it's your DNA. You know what I yep. mean? Like you can't help but wonder about that. But I had a stepdad who was around since I was two, and 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 he's uh, he's still around. He's my brother and sister's dad. Um, You know what I mean? So you know he, he raised me. But he raised me in the right direction. One of the first things he ever did for me when I was three years old is he made me a wooden, like, plywood toy box. But uh, he's a good artist in his own right, and he drew Batman, Superman, and, like, Spider-Man all over this toy box. And that was my introduction to superheroes. Yeah, it was seeing this toy box and being like, who are these people? And him being, what do you mean, who's Batman? <laughs> Get over here, kid. <laughs> yeah, and then he basically showed me the 66 show. Mm-hmm. Stop. Yeah, and then it rolled into because uh, that was around the years of Super Friends, you know, and when Batman and Robin were appearing on Scooby Doo and shit. <laughs> yeah, those were totally good times, man. Harlem Globetrotters too. <laughs> <laughs> now your kids, Jay, they seem kind of into the Batman and stuff, but is that just because you think Daddy's kind of into it, or you think there's any genuine interest there? Yeah, no, my the middle one, it, definitely. She constantly begging me to read comics and awesome. Does like does she collect on her own, or does she just like kind of read your books, or? Yeah, I'll couple I get for her. Um, I've got itty bitty, itty bitty Hellboy, yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> awesome. and of course, the My Little Pony books. Right. Oh no. Oh, no. My girl had been into uh, X-23 for a while there. Yeah. But I got the boy, and he's starting. He's just getting into his Batman and his Superman and his Spider-Man, so. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah my, my nine-year-old is just absolutely superheroed out. I mean, you you could expect that with Storm is his name. Oh, yeah. So you started right from the beginning with him, you know? Were you reading oh, him, yeah. like, reading him, like, comic books to bed and stuff? Uh, no, no, no. The Einsteins and all the normal stuff at first. <laughs> and then as soon as I could explain it to him, I said, all right, listen, son, we're going to have to... <laughs> this, yeah. here's, this here's Batman. Go this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I finally got to that time where I was like, okay, look, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is called Brave and the Bold. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know? My son's a little bit more... I, I don't want to say advanced than the Brave and the Bold, but he loves the younger... Like He's into Adventure Time now, and that kind of bothers me. But, you know, I like the show. I can't complain. I'm sitting down there watching it with him. But right. Avengers, uh, the Mighty, or World's Mightiest Heroes, uh, he was into that for a long time. Yeah. So I got, I got every episode in my head. We sat down. We watched tons of them. He's just he's full on into it. That's nice. That's the one older one my boy kind of got into was Marvel. It was the Avengers because of the Hulk. He just <laughs> loves the mine. Hulk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Hulk's pretty relatable, you know. They don't need to hear much of the talking. They just need to see Hulk smash and. Yep. Hulk smash. But we're lucky nowadays with the cartoons they're coming out with, like Transformers Rescue Bots. Mm. But uh, you know, so uh, how how many of, like these cartoons do you get over there, Jay? A lot of them. Just a lot of them very light. I didn't get Green Lantern animated till. It actually been cancelled in the US. <laughs> so you're about to start watching Thunder the first season, right? <laughs> yeah. It was really cool when I went to uh, the Fan Expo. I don't know if you guys remember that one interview with that guy, Tom Cook, the filmation artist. Uh, yeah, I listened to it today, actually. Oh, yeah? About yeah. Uh, He-Man and stuff, but he worked on Thunder. That was like, yep. his, yep. That, that was like his first gig, and he yep. showed me these cells and stuff. You know, super cool stuff. So, 
But yeah, you know, I was lucky that I had that stepdad who brought me up and, you know, showed me about comics and stuff because my my own dad was never into that stuff. Had he stayed around, I don't know if I ever would have been introduced to the good things in life. <laughs> well, it's, it's a good outlook to have, man. I'm glad that I'm glad that you feel that way. That's kind of what I'm hoping for at the end of this road. This it, it I kind of look at it this way. It's uh there's there's a there's a line from Fight Club and it's one of my yeah generation of men raised by women and it was true in the 70s there was a hell of a lot of deadbeat dads there were fucking tons of them it was very very general thing and a lot of young alcoholic dads and uh a lot of the kids in the 80s it was a big thing to be a single mom in the 80s growing up Latchkey kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then it got better in the '90s, and families started staying together more. So you know, it 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 seems to have gotten better. And now all us kids who are just looking out for ourselves in the '80s and watching our our good-natured, positive-intended cartoons and comic books and stuff that actually taught us our morals for us, we were able to grow up to a point where now it's kind of important for us to be good fathers. Oh my goodness, yes. You know, we're breaking the habit. Like, I could have fell into the habit that my dad did and just not been there for my son, but it made me go the other way. You know, I, I want nothing more than, than to be the best father I can, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, bring the, bringing this around to the bat. Uh, Batman, of course, has some interesting daddy issues. <laughs> my dad's dead. Well, yeah, it shows you how much of a difference it can make if, like, your dad's not around, but depending on why he's not around. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. (laughs) So, Batman lost his parents when he's, like, 10 years old. That's pretty formed. You're pretty formed at 10 years old. Like, you're not done, but... Yeah, but then you get shattered. Because it's not like he lost him in a relatable incident, like a car accident or or an illness. He was shot dead in front of him. Yeah, he was traumatized. (laughs) Pure pure trauma. So, how... Is Batman crazy? Yes. (laughs) Like, would you think... Do you think he's a clinical, like... You can't call him a sociopath because he's moral, right? He's well, not... but they're his morals, you know what I mean? They're not necessarily representative of the society. Yeah, like, but something drove him crazy enough to be able to push himself hard enough to become the thing that Batman is, which is no easy feat. So there must have some, been something already there, you know what I mean? Like, he obviously mm-hmm. comes from a line of people who are, you know... Exceptional. Exceptional people, yeah. His father was exceptional. His grandfather's were exceptional. And he was then broken in half. I'm a little surprised he's not more crazy after Damien. It, w- it was quite crazy, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I expected that to go further. I expected uh, a bigger deal to be made of that, maybe. But I guess well, maybe they're not going to because you know he's going to be back eventually in some sort of outfit. Yeah, he'll be in some sort of cloned, re-fucking-animated form of some sort, you know? There's a Lazarus pit somewhere. (laughs) You know it. Yeah. (laughs) Uncle Ben, one of the rules. Can't mess with Uncle Ben. You can't mess with Jonathan Kent, either. No, I know, but I'll tell you what, that John Schneider in Smallville was damn good. Look, Clark, I'm your father. I'm supposed to have all the answers. That kills me that I don't, but you gotta have faith. We'll figure this thing out together. Yeah, you're a big fan of him in the Smallville one, eh? Yeah, I love. Well, I loved Smallville. It was fun. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was what I needed at that point in my Superman life. It's a strange dichotomy to go from. Uh, you look at Batman, who's got no father, lost his father completely. He's alone. The closest thing he has is fucking Alfred. And then you go to to Superman, who's got a struggle between both these kind of great figures to like choose between and live up to, you know? Aren't we the luckiest fanboys in the world to have them? <laughs> really are, man. It's uh, it makes for such a 
it's it's weird how well they go together and and fit as the world's finest like as a team but they're so off do you think it's an opposites attract thing yeah Yeah. and i think they both want to kind of be the other person for a while that's a good that's there's there's a bit of a, a personality meld when it comes to those two because they both know they're both doing right and wrong do you, do you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like a shared psychosis when they come together. Yeah, they're both like part of each other's conscience in a way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like Batman will help Clark do the things he wouldn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, exactly. And Clark, then Clark will come in to be the muscle. Well, Clark will stop Batman from doing the things that he shouldn't do. <laughs> you know, I think that's kind of that's the I've difference between Batman and Joker being split personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is true. Like, there's so many times, like, they talk about, like, when you really look at it, there's so many Batman kills Joker stories. Yeah. Most of them end up with Joker having a broken neck of some sort. Yeah. That's intimate. <laughs> well, that's intimate. You know what I mean? That's yeah. not stabbing or shooting. That's walking right up, breathing his last breath in his face, intimate. Yeah. And that's the only way that Batman could kill the Joker. Yeah, it's such a weird line that Batman walks. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's so just and he's so right, yet he's so like thinks the whole world shouldn't be so pussy. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Stand up for yourself. You can't be a hero without suffering a trauma, I guess, eh? Well, I should be able to fly by now. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. Well, that's kind of the difference in uh, in the X Men, or it's not X Men, but like Marvel, eh? Is how like you so can, happy. Yeah, it's they're all families. They're like all are, are like they all have each other's fathers because they all are each other's fathers and mothers mm-hmm. and brothers. <laughs> like except for Stark. Stark even well, I guess it's hard to say if he had daddy issues. He was like his dad, but it's at least in the story his daddy issues got cleared up, at least in the movie, right? Yeah, well, you never, I mean, listen, you're strapping on a metal suit and flying around saving people. There's clearly a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, mommy, sister, whatever issues you got. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Stark would be like the cool uncle. Yeah. <laughs> Sneaking you a playboy when no one's looking. <laughs> you want to take the suit for a ride? Because <laughs> Batman went through so many Robins, you know? <laughs> They're disposable. Yeah, it's like he's always been trying to fill that void. I think something. that's why he doesn't take to Damien the way that you think he would. I think I he th- started to. Near the end, I think he started to, you know. And mm-hmm. there were those times when Damien, like, when he was coming for Damien that he was fucking, he was rampaging through, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whoa, is that me? No, I that, can't... that's coming okay. from the web. Oh, oh, man. Oh, is he using one of those uh, Morse code machines again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's trying to podcast through Morse code. <laughs> wait, wait, what's that mean? What's that, Jack? And then we, yeah, we'd have to have an interpreter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could get Arsenio. He, he, you know, he is the uh, the Prince of Zamunda's best friend. Penis is clean, your highness. And I want you to hold on to God's unchanging hand because he helped Joshua fight the battle of Jericho. Yes, he helped Daniel get out the lion's den. He helped Gilligan get off the island. Lord, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the mystery of the of the J Webb is here going on. I'm gonna give him one more try. It's That's crazy what... late there, too, isn't it? It's uh, like probably 1.30 a.m., I believe, in the United Kingdom. <laughs> what does he do, uh, you know, in his other life? <laughs> what does he do? Um, what if he's like a super agent? No, yeah, he I th- might have been for MI6. Hmm. It could have been. Maybe he's a quartermaster or something. That's why he's so into Batman. He likes making the little gadgets that go into the utility <laughs> belt and shit. Uh, in case we don't get Jay back, uh, if you don't know Jay Webb, you can find him on Twitter at Jay Webb, J A Y W E B B, and uh, Jay B Webb. Yeah, Jay. That's right, Jay B Webb. I apologize. Batman Webb. Yes, and 
yeah, he he likes comic books and uh, he's a bit of a Batman boy, <laughs> I guess you could say. <laughs> he's a bat aficionado. Yes, yeah, a bat aficionado. So sipping my tea. Pinky <laughs> up. Oh well. Um. So did you hear about this uh, Gotham show? No, I have not. I, oh. Tonight was the first night I heard about it, and as soon as I heard about it. I was heading inside to Google it on my tablet, and you called me, and I ducked back into my studio. I don't know about this, man. It's like a, it's Commissioner Gordon, and it's mm-hmm. pre-Batman. There's no Batman yet. And I don't know how interested people are going to be in Batman without Batman. Well, it's going to have a built-in audience just based on the Batman, right, right. off the bat. Yeah, the, but... The, first, the initial ratings will be excellent. But the show doesn't have the thing, the show doesn't have the thing where it's like, okay, it's Smallville wasn't about Superman, but it had Mm -hmm. Clark Kent, right? Yeah. Like, what if you had done Smallville and it was just about Pete Ross? Or fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Chloe. Yeah, or about Chloe, yeah. You know, (laughs) like, what if you did Smallville and it was just about Jimmy Olsen? You know, I mean, Commissioner Gordon is obviously, Commissioner Gordon is obviously, you know more important kind of to the Batman lore than like Jimmy Olsen, but <laughs> yeah, I think it's, 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 it's going to be a CSI type. Right? It'll have to be good. It'll have to be really, really, really well written. It'll have wow. to be really interesting stories because people are going to get bored of the excitement of just hearing the, like the names and stuff. Yeah. After well, like gonna... a couple episodes, you know, is it going to be a Warner brothers production? It is. It's okay. uh it is, but it's not CW. No, it's WB. <laughs> no, I believe it's, or whatever, I believe it's Fox. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, all right, you know. I think it might <laughs> be Fox, I thought I heard, which doesn't really make sense, but uh, I don't know how any of that fucking shit works nowadays, but, you know, like I guess. cards. They've said they might have some familiar villains, though. Well, you would think that some of them would have existed. Most of Batman's villains are older than him, yes? I'm Ma- thinking, you know, Ma- yeah. Minus Harvey Dent. And, you know, well, I'm thinking Joker, Dent could knows. be in it as maybe a young attorney. Mm-hmm. But, well, uh, is so, Commissioner Gordon going to be a commissioner right off the bat? I don't think so. He's lieutenant. Okay. Yeah, he's it's before Batman, so he must be a lieutenant or like a okay. young captain or something, right? All right, so, so this is a world where uh, his father still lives then. Thomas, Thomas Wayne is still alive and, and a philanthropist. I know. I think it's during the time that Bruce Wayne's away training to be Batman. Mm. It's like the five years before there's a Batman. Oh, okay. So like Chinese jail time. Yeah. All right. And it's like, uh, yeah, totally. And it's, it'll be interesting because they could have like the penguin in it. They could have an Oswald, Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And he could fucking be like a main character, or, you know? A, a real estate maven. There's going to have to be, a, like, I don't know how CSI they'll go with it, but, uh, you know, they, if, if if they're not going to have, a like, a usual antagonist, you know what I mean? Like, if there's yeah, no return villain. Stuff, you know? Yeah, so it'll have to be really... And I'm wondering how close they'll go to, like, whatever. Will they actually pick, like, you know, will Harvey Bullock be in it? Probably. You know, you'll get a Harvey Bullock in there. You know, and who knows who like the mayor will be and shit. So I don't That's know. I, thinking, I think it's going to be hard to do without. Should they, I think Bruce Wayne should be in it, but maybe young. I don't know. Just feels weird, man. Why would you waste the money on a show that could be a Batman TV show that's not Batman? I don't think they want to saturate the market with Batman like that right now because of the whole uh, Ben Affleck Batman deal. Yeah, this is true. Like, but why not just not do it then? You know, I don't know. That's what I would go with. I'd be like, just leave it alone then, and let's not like milk the thing too hard. You know. Well, you knew it was going to happen eventually, man. When as soon as comics got, you know, big again, when the movies started hitting and the books started getting unbelievably good, eventually it was going to get all whitewashed. Well, it's amazing how it hasn't stopped, eh? No, no, it's not gonna either. Like, where would you, where would you peg the start of the genre taking over? I uh, put it. It has with, to be in the movie area. I yes. put it with. Well, I hear most people put it at Blade Two. 
I did, see, I was going to say Blade 1. Or sorry, Blade 1. That's what I meant to say. Blade. Yes. Blade is what a lot of people credit it with. I think that kind of got the ball rolling because that did well. I but think it, it was didn't... more the cinematography of the movie yeah. that made it work. So it showed other people that it could be done. It didn't turn many heads, and but I think it was X-Men that really did it. Like, X-Men X- was confusing to me at first when it came out. Because everyone, everyone's so shiny, and I remember the book being a little bit more gritty than that. Oh, of course. They had to do their fucking Yeah, and like up. I said, it, that, yeah. it, that movie was great. <laughs> I liked I the first one, yeah. But, I mean, I'm ready for a whole new, like, oh, I think that's yeah. a movie that's desperate for a reboot. Fuck your Days of Future Past shit. Like, I hope they end it with Days of Future Past, even though I've heard they're still going to do another one. Mm. But they should... That's uh, that's a franchise that seriously needs a reboot. We need a new Wolverine. We need a, a new look at them. Too, yeah, please. a short, angry, hairy, fucking little Canadian fucking animal dude. You know, none of this nice guy Hugh Jackman shit. Hugh Jackman can't help but be nice, even when he's trying to be tough. Well, every time his blades come out, all I hear is him sing on the Oscars. Or the whatever the hell it was I saw him on. He, uh... Yeah, I'm just over him. I'd love a new Wolverine. And I started hearing rumors that they were going to put Wonder Woman in this Batman Superman too. Oh, that would be awesome. They, listen, they, they got to oh, somebody. Oh, signal box. Oh, oh, my Jack. God. Welcome, <laughs> Captain. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Wow, I didn't even try calling you. You just appeared. That's amazing. That's pod magic. <laughs> oh, that's spectacular. Oh, yeah, we just got into talking about that Gotham show. Oh, man. <laughs> I missed it. No, no. Yeah. What do Is you Thomas think? Do you think in, there can be a Batman show without Batman? Yeah, I really do. Yeah? I, th- I think it follows like, Gotham Central sort of style. Yeah, absolutely. I it hope. It just follows the, to follow the police. It would have to be some uh, seriously interesting stories, you know? Yeah. But, you know, we were thinking they could go well, as hard... Were there any, like, familiar villains in the Gotham Central stories? Um, I think Joker appeared in a couple. Oh, really? But pre-Batman? I don't think... Yeah, I don't think they'd cast a Joker. I don't think his name was the Joker either. <laughs> well, this whole thing's like pre-Batman, so I'm pretty assuming it'll be pre-Joker yeah. too, you know. But they could have like yeah. an well, Oswald. They could do all the mobsters and stuff. For sure. Like mm-hmm. stuff like that. They could even do Oswald Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's no reason they couldn't do that. That'd be fucking super cool. So, Mr. Penguin, a penguin is a bird that cannot fly. I am a man. I have a name. Oswald Cobblepot. And they'd kind of really have to dig on Batman mythology to like make it work without Batman. They'd have to bring in every other bit they could, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. we'd see Arkham. They'd have to bring in some pro- 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 Yeah. You'd see like the Kane family probably. Yeah. Yeah. They'd have an Arkham of some kind, you know? Yeah. And fucking Blackgate. I bet you they'd totally be like a modern day like Blackgate prison. That'd be pretty fucking sweet too. This symbol of oppression. <laughs> Do you think they'd, they'd have Wayne Enterprises in it though? You know, there's no they way... they have to. He helped build yeah. the city. Yeah, exactly. You couldn't be in Gotham without hearing Wayne all the fucking time, right? Royalty. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense they do it at the time when he's off in fucking Chinese prison time, too, yeah. Eating runny eggs. <laughs> you know. Did you see the picture of Affleck? I've he seen... must be joking account. Well, I've seen, a few, I've seen a few that were like he was made up, and some of them looked really good, no? Yeah. I'm afraid that the ones I'm looking at might be, you know, fake. So oh, they I are fake. Really looked. Yeah. Okay. They are fake, but they're... Really Seen well done. Like being working out. He's oh, got yeah. the body size for it too. He's pretty tall. He's two inches taller than Batman. Nah. 
And he's taller than Cavill, too. Yeah, Batman's 6'2", and Affleck is 6'4". So he's actually got two feet on Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fucking cool. But there was one picture in particular that had uh, him and Cavill's, like, faces, him in the mask, though. And Um, it looked really, really, really good. I was like, that excites me. Well, if he's well, if they're going Frank Miller, then he's obviously going to get monstrously ripped. Yeah, I bet you he gets fucking big as he can. You know, he was pretty big when he did Daredevil too. He got pretty mm-hmm. big for that. You know. Well, it's hard to be six four and not be in good shape. You know, a six four fat guy is just unbelievable. <laughs> so you know what I mean? You kind of fall into shape at that height. My my son six four and he's diesel. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus, yeah, my kid's a midget, my little one. Oh my God, he's tiny. People think he's, well, like, he's three. I mean, come on, give him, a, give him a break. Yeah, he's still <laughs> short for a three-year-old. I can tell. He's fucking. He's a little oopa loopa. It's good times. I got him. We got him a Superman costume for Halloween, but he still won't put it on. That's funny. Does it have the muscles? Yeah, it's got all Get the, the padding and shit. Is yeah. it the Man of Steel one? Yeah, you know, like Get Walmart or whatever. That's exactly what my son picked. Nice, yeah. I'm not even lying. We were looking well, I last picked night. A, I picked it for him. <laughs> and uh, he digs putting the cape on, but so far I can't. It looks a little big for him. We might have to, like, cut the bottoms off and just put, like, boots on him or something. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the top will fit if I can just fucking... I'm going to have to, like, flat out wrestle him into it. <laughs> and, like, not care how much he cries and be like, You're going to be Superman! Put on the damn suit! My mom was awesome for me when I was really young. She used to make my suits. Oh, nice. Like she made me a Batman and a Robin and a Superman. <coughs> and uh, yeah, that was that was really fucking cool shit she did. And when I was really young, this was really young when she did this stuff for me. And she always got leggings, right? Like for when I was Robin or Batman, and she'd get mm-hmm. like gray like leggings, right? And one day I'm home and uh, I'm in her room. And I was too young to know the difference between leggings and pantyhose. <laughs> so she comes into her bedroom and I'm jumping up and down on the bed with like a cape on and pantyhose. <laughs> That's so sweet. And she is like, she just starts laughing her ass off. And I remember and I was like, what? Fucking Batman, what's your problem? <laughs> and she's like, those are pantyhose. I didn't know the difference. I didn't get it, right? Well, at least you didn't have them over your face. Yeah, no, no. I was just wearing them because I like to play dress up. I had like a tickle trunk. Nice. Awesome. Which, uh, well, actually, you guys wouldn't know what a fucking tickle trunk is. It's where all your costumes are? Well, it's uh, there was a children's television show here called Mr. Dress Up. And it was on for like 30, 40 years. And uh, Mr. Dress Up, he was a protege of Mr. Rogers. So he went and worked for Mr. Rogers on the Mr. Rogers neighborhood. And then he got, then he came back to Canada and started his own show. So, uh, yeah. And it was a show where he was, he was Mr. Dress Up was his name. And he had a little puppet, Casey, who had a little puppet dog named Finnegan who lived in a treehouse. Typical kid show. But um, <clears throat> he'd always tell stories, but he'd dress up to tell them. And uh, he had a big, like, pirate-looking trunk kind of thing. Like a big chest mm-hmm. with, like, all colorful and stuff. And he called it his tickle trunk. And every time he opened it, it had the right costume he needed right on top, of course. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this was his tickle trunk. Which is why I refer to it as what I referred to it as then, my tickle trunk. <laughs> <laughs> So I would keep old Halloween costumes and shit for years and just fucking wear them playing when I was a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the fucking best times, man. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I had all the plastic half-face masks and the suits. Okay, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. The, yeah. Vi- the vinyl Superman. Yeah. Well, I was lucky I never had to deal with those because my mom was badass and, like, That's fucking awesome. sewed me shit. She's she, she'd make, like... Original cosplayer. Yeah, she kind of was, man. And she made she'd get like felt to make like the logo on the chest, you know, like the bat mm-hmm. would be like uh, black felt on like yellow felt, you know. Mm-hmm. And she'd stow, stitch it onto the fucking gray shirt, and then she'd make a little fucking mask. Oh, a lot of fight! There's another hockey fight going on here. Do they have Halloween in the UK, Jay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As yeah, well, that 
big. It'd, it'd be original from there, wouldn't it? As far as uh, <clears throat> All Hallows Eve, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's originally an English tradition, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would think so. So Look at that. learning as we have fun. Well, everything pagan comes from England. England's <laughs> land of the paganism. <laughs> Damn druids. Yeah, unless it came from like fucking which one we call it Salem. <laughs> what what else floats? Wood. Let's buy. But it's the same deal. You guys go trick or treat, of course, and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm taking kids out this year. So what are your kids being this year? Whatever they decide on the day, I'm sure. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. My well, middle, middle girl, she's uh, got all the outfits. She's got a full Superman, uh, Batman, Green Lantern. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. Sweet. Yeah. That is awesome, man. That is. He must be so proud. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'll take him out everywhere dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> That's wicked. I know one day my boy's going to get old enough and want to be like, all right, I'm coming to the con now. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's great because then you have someone to watch the table while you go do the office. <laughs> I've been thinking about that for years. Son, stay. <laughs> this is what we call learning. Stay put. <laughs> okay, kids, that's how, that's how that went time what we're going to do actually is uh jay webb and i are going to get together this evening as i record this it's saturday of uh, the canadian thanksgiving long weekend so jay webb and i are going to get together a little later this evening and i think we're going to have a more proper bat dad conversation uh his 3g wasn't working out but uh, if he's in a better location which he'll be he can jump on the wi-fi and hopefully things will be a little more smoother because it's always great to get uh, a conversation with mr webb out there in the interweb universe now, here we go, as promised earlier, illustrator of 1159 and a few other cool things, Mr. Nick Francis. You, sir, have just recently joined the club of Daddyhood. Welcome, Welcome sir. Yeah, that's fucking uh, Have we hit two months yet? Uh, he's actually, Friday, it was four months. Oh, it's uh, four months. Holy yeah. shit, time wow, flies, man. eh? Yeah, that's just God like... bless you. Yeah, yeah, my kid turns, uh, he turns three in November, and I can't even believe it. I'm like, what the fuck happened there? Yeah, you wake up, and the kid's doing a bunch of different shit that you didn't notice the day before. <laughs> yeah, totally. Especially at that age, man. Oh, yeah, at four months, every day there's like a new expression or like a new sound or a new something. So is it uh, it's fun, though? You're loving it so far, of course? Yeah, I mean, as far as all the horror stories that I heard before, my kid's, like, totally opposite of that. He sleeps oh, through coming. the night. He sleeps <laughs> sleeps till, like, 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, dude, oh. you're so lucky. Yeah. yeah. I'm jealous. I was pretty lucky. My kid kind of did the same. My kid's a, he was always a good sleeper and not never a big crier. So, yeah, count your blessings on that one, man. <laughs> yeah, he's happy all the time and... Hardly ever cries about anything except for, you know, when he's hungry. I'll get him to sleep for, like, a, a couple hours, and then I'll get him up maybe, like, 2 or 3 in the morning, and then I'll feed him and then put him back to sleep after that. So I'm constantly sleeping and then waking up and sleeping and waking up. So Nice. You're, uh... It's going to be a hard schedule to get out of. Well, it yeah. sounds like you're doing your part, though, which is awesome. We were talking about that earlier, too, but, you know, fucking you got to do your daddy duties, you know? Yeah, my wife, uh, she works midnight, so I'm with him all night by myself. So. Yeah, I spent a while doing that. My girl was working the night shift, too. Yeah, it's, it's actually, it's pretty damn cool that, you know, when they're that young that you get to spend some quality daddy bonding time, you know? Yeah. Well, I, actually, I actually got to spend the first year of my son's life with him. My wife went back to work, and I took off. Really? I did. Dude, you're such a Fuck. fucking hippie, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. Never again. That's why we don't have another one. <laughs> Screw that. Women are so much stronger than men. I am not doing that again. It's pretty cool. Now, obviously, Nick, it, in the beginning, there's so much for a while, the first like kind of six months to a year, and uh, you do. You, I've been hearing you talk about it. It's hard. You have to put a lot on the back burner, right? Eh? Yeah, as far as like the drawing and shit goes, uh, 
normally I would do, I, I was doing like eight hours, uh, eight hours a night almost. You know, I'd get like some nights I'd only get like 45 minutes of sleep. Right. So Thanks. now it's like, oh, watching the kid, you know, as soon as my luck is like, as soon as I start getting some of my shit ready to start drawing and stuff, he wakes up and I'm like, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. I went through a whole thing of like, kind of at times I get anxiety because I wasn't getting to do the things I was kind of used to doing. But then it, it gets, I found it got easier to kind of let that shit go because it was so not as important as keeping the baby alive, you know? Right. <laughs> like, I learned but, to build fortresses with tables and pillows. <laughs> I would contain him in front of the TV, <laughs> put on baby Einsteins. I see, raise my child. <laughs> <laughs> and lay in the bed going, this sucks yeah yeah it's but then all of a sudden he became active that's when it kicks in for the dads yep you know it was like, like holy moly this yeah. thing moves for the first two years my kid was boring as fuck like, <laughs> that hey, was okay a, you poop a lot but... yeah oh look it's cute oh yeah i see it smiling it's making gurgle noises yes baby that's adorable can it do something? Like... Right. <laughs> yeah, my my wife she's uh my wife she she wants she likes it as a baby. She's like, oh, I wish you would never grow up. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, you know, I want him to grow up and have a conversation with him and talk about you know Batman and shit like that. You know. Yeah, that's that's what you got to get to because they'll they'll start they'll go you got to it's so hard not to so point them in the direction you want to. Like I, you had to sit, I had to sit back. I had to let him go through the cars phase. I had to let him go through the dinosaur phase. And all you can do is subtly like, oh, here's a Batman toy, or you know, oh, check out this Brave and the Bold cartoon. You might <laughs> like right. the bright colors. And he's finally at almost three, getting into the superhero thing. He's finally like all about like Spider-Man, Superman. So, do you uh, do you mind me saying your kid's name, Nick? No. Some people, um, you know, some people like to keep... Oh, no, I don't really care. I mean, as far as, like, I do more, like, personal stuff on Facebook, and I know both you guys are on my Facebook, and then the Twitter, I do more, like, uh, that's more my, like, comic and networking and shit, but I don't care. That's not a big deal. Well, I just want to say, because uh, my nephew, I have a nephew named Kason. Nice. Uh, what was that? I have a nephew. His name's Kason. Kason. Yeah. That's a nice name. But uh, he stuck, oh, my sister stuck a Y in there, so yours has no Y, right? Correct. Yeah. Just yeah, 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 yeah. uh, K-A-S-E-N, yours is, right? S-O-N. It's like Jason. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had an older brother named Jason uh, who's no longer with us. Sorry. And that was oh. kind of like the, uh, Sorry, the catalyst for, you know, naming him after him. Okay. And actually, my, my grandma's first name is K-K-A-Y. So that I was like, oh, just fucking throw them together, you know? Perfect. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, that's that's great, dude. That's amazing that you have that tie-in with your son. Let's go back to uh, your 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 child's given name being Storm Kal-El. Yes, sir. <laughs> Holy shit! How'd you talk your wife into that? All right, this is the same thing you do when you're a kid. If you want to borrow five bucks from your dad in 1985 to go watch Goonies. On the big screen, the first thing you do is you wash his car and you ask him for 20 bucks instead. <laughs> he sees the car. He'll say, I'll tell you what, I'll give you five bucks. Boom, five bucks, popcorn, and a movie. <laughs> Same thing with my wife. I detailed her car. <laughs> I walked up to her and I said, I want my son's name to be Egon Spengler Kanopka. <laughs> so by the time we got to me saying storm Kalel, she was like fuck yeah <laughs> see you gotta you gotta go extreme first uh, uh, oh that's fucking that's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> now was this pre-nick cage or post nick cage oh oh, oh uh, yes let's get this clear right now mr cage with your facelift and your groovy ghost rider <laughs> movies uh, 
my son was Kal-El before your son was Kal-El. Really? I to, I, yes, sir. Wow, you're I just even crazier than Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I, I, I beat Nicolas Cage to that punch. And the kick in the balls on this one is my mother wanted to name me Storm when I was born. What? Yep. What? And that's what my Do you dad have like a young hippie mom or something? Uh, she did the Woodstock thing. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's been known to have herself a party back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such a dirty hippie. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hippies all around me. Hippies. Hippies. They're everywhere. They want to save the earth, but all they do is smoke pot and smell bad. Hey, I'm, I'm actually a clean, conservative, liberal crazy person <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> is uh was your dad around much nick uh yeah my parents were together for up until i was probably like 14 years old and i still have a good relationship with them but they're split up now and remarried and all that nonsense but yeah i still talk to them and everything oh that's rad we were yeah we we're talking about that earlier i didn't have my real dad wasn't around but i had a stepdad uh from when i was like two so that's how I like he actually introduced me to like Batman and Superman and stuff. So did your dad have anything to do with your comic love or your your the artsy side of you? Um no, I mean he pretty much bought me every damn eighties toy that there was, you know, that's how I started with everything was growing up with all the eighties cartoons and then after that I started drawing some and it got more into the superhero aspect of it. You know, when I was little I only watched like the old X-Men cartoon or the Super Friends and shit like that. But I yeah, wasn't yeah. heavy into it. It was always Transformers, He-Man, G.I. Joe, Thundercats, Silverhawks, all that shit. So there oh, wasn't yeah. much like art in your family? like No, I mean, uh, I always talked with my family about that. I think, if anything, it came from my mom's side. I mean, she she could draw a little bit, but for the most part of it, I was pretty much the only one that has that ability as far as I know. It's so weird when that happens in a fucking family, eh? <laughs> yeah. Like, n- nobody is artist, like, inclined at all. And uh, one guy just pops out, and he's like, look at me, I draw. <laughs> yeah. My dad always, <coughs> dad always played guitar, so I picked that up from him. But Okay, both, that's... Both that's... my parents were are right-handed. I end up being a left-handed, you know, fucking kid, only child. <laughs> I have uh, half-brothers and stuff, but... Yeah, I end up being the, the kid with, look, oh, he can play guitar. Oh, he can sing in bands and fucking. Well, if you, if you played guitar, that's, that's there's some sort of creative gene in there somewhere, maybe. Yeah. You, know? you know? That goes a little deeper than genes. That's the whole thing. Like, it's, it's like being an artist, Nick. You understand what it is. It's not that you want to draw these things. It's you have to draw these things. Right. <laughs> you know, once you, once you get them in you, it's it's like a writer. Like, when I write something, it's gone. It's out of that mess in my head of things I want to do and want to say. I've, you know, I've, I've given it birth. It's on page. I take a deep breath, and I walk away from that part. <laughs> so when you're done a panel, it's got to be one of the best feelings in the entire world. Yeah, usually, by the time I'm done with the page, I usually feel pretty good. One panel, I'm still freaking out about finishing. Really? <laughs> you got to go on. Really? Like, I'm going to fucking finish. <laughs> yeah. But that's just the same as, you know, going back with, you know, music or writing a song, too. It's the same feeling where you get it out of your system and then you feel better about it. You mm-hmm. know? Oh, oh well, that's it. why it's the definition of it is an outlet, right? Right. Yeah, your connection is getting pretty cruddy there, bud. <laughs> okay, phone over here how's that i'm not sure you'll have to speak more my parents are dead okay. where's the trigger right. <laughs> we come for your daughter <laughs> oh one of my all-time favorite <sighs> fucking lines <laughs> we come for your daughter chuck <laughs> We've come for your daughter, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Not so thick, round boy. We're gonna have some laughs. Yeah. So Nick, man, what what's what's up? Who are you working with right now? I'm still doing stuff with Greyhaven right now. I was just talking to Mark Lombardi the other day. 
the editors. Uh, yeah, I, be- I believe. And uh, we're, I'm trying to get myself up in the old uh, anthology coming up. I'm waiting for the themes to be announced. Yeah, they're doing a doing their little their open call for writers. I think right now. Really, I thought that somebody won that one. No, they usually. I don't know what month it is, but every couple months they'll usually look for writers or artists. It's like their open roll call, I guess. Dig it, dig it, man. I'm going to have to check that out. So how do the anthologies work? Like, how does the series work? They usually have, uh, it's how many ever, I think it's like six or seven stories or something per book. And then it's writers submit. And then I think it's delegated out to artists if the writers don't bring somebody of their own in, I think. Okay. Because yeah. any of the people that I worked with on any of the anthology books, I never knew who any, who any of those guys were. You know, it was like, oh, we're just going to pair you up with whoever. That's kind of neat. Yeah. See, I got a guy, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty set with that. I got a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I always got a guy. I'm I got a guy. He's got a pencil, Because eh? <laughs> <Right. laughs> they've done, there's the horror one, right? Yeah, they got quite a few of them. They got, uh, I just did the cover for uh, The Gathering Crime, which is obviously a crime anthology. Uh, mm-hmm. Tales from the, Bit, the Abyss 3. Me and Saw Sean that. Did, yeah, me and Sean did the cover on that. That's another anthology one. I was in, uh, I, think it's the, I think it's called The Gathering Superheroes. That's another one. So, I mean, they just pick different topics. War, I was in that one. So I've done quite a few things with them. Me and Sean teamed up. And That's awesome, stuff. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, does Greyhaven know? What's up with I'm not too familiar with Greyhaven as far as, like, so do they have any other titles that are just ongoing series other than these anthologies and stuff? Like, uh, Some of the ones that they got ongoing now are, like, they're just introducing them. Um, I know there's... Uh, Run Like Hell, which is written by the um, kind of like the the owner, I guess you could say, of Greyhaven, Andrew. Uh, his wife writes that. Then 1159 is a mini series that I, me and Sean work on, and then Andrew writes it. And then there's, uh, I'm going to butcher the name for sure, but it just came out. Um, I want to say Life After Death. I probably butchered the name, but. That one's the new one that just started with uh, Glenn Matchett writing that. So they got some. Yeah, know, I saw that on the site today. I saw that on the site. Yeah, they got a couple series that they're going to do ongoing. Wasn't it this year that 1159 made its debut at a con? Uh, yeah, it was actually when we, I think it was a couple days before we did that first podcast together. Yeah, it was really close to that because it was about. I want to say help. it was like. Pittsburgh or Philadelphia or something like that. Right. Hey, yeah. shit. I was shouting on that a bit. Wait, I was at the Philly Con. There was, that's what's great about the cons, though, is that, you know, there's, it's just fucking people sharing. <laughs> like, it's kind of whoring sharing, but. <laughs> yeah. Here, take this. <laughs> it's still sharing. Like, you get, you get a lot of free shit. You know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. every con, every con's like a, it's like a different machine, too. Yeah. You know, you got some that are really big and there's like almost no way in hell that you'll reach everybody that you want to. Yeah. And the others others that are so artist intimate, which are the ones that I kind of prefer because it's more about like the comic books and less about TV and media and all that shit, you know, yeah. kind of loses what it was about to begin with. Which yeah, is, we have a grassroots con here like that. Yeah, and I, I prefer the smaller ones like that. I, I've only done two cons, like myself, but the first one being I did Motor City Con, and it was like over forty thousand people. You know, you had Daryl from Walking Dead and Stan Lee and fucking He's the Highlander guy. Dickhead. Jay, I have one question for you, man. What? If they're li- if they're listening so much today, if they're listening if they're listening so, to so many of the podcasts today, uh, I heard you said you didn't feel like lugging your portfolio around. At times. Okay. Could you explain to me what portfolio that you possess? Well, do you mean like I have well, there, I have a personal portfolio, which is my art in a portfolio. Okay, oh, okay. So I didn't know you did. See, I'm learning something new. I, did, I didn't know you were an artist. I, yeah. Uh, um, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm su- sorry. I'm just surprised you haven't seen. I've, I'm sure I've tweeted lots of stuff that I've done here and there. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm a jerk off, so I rarely get a chance to get on my fucking Twitter box. No, that's like I should, okay. I'm I'm like probably like two hours past when I should be in bed. So if I say something untoward, well, I my, my my most famous piece, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess the piece that I'm known for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I did one of those. Uh, what's that fucking? What's that dude? Uh, uh, Taylor or Tyler and his fucking read comic books or some shit. RBC. You guys know well, what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's Tyler. Um, they had uh, they had their uh, contests for a while. They had oh, sketch okay, battles that Sean that. was doing. Yeah, yeah. sketch battles. I remember that. Yeah, yeah Sean and Tim uh, swim to birds. Uh, yeah, they were – we did that shit. And uh, Adam Weaver, there's a whole bunch of us in there. And nice. I, they, we had a Poison Ivy one. It was the one I won. Nice. And Very I, cool. Yeah, I did a, I did a, I got stoned as fuck. Really? I, you can draw I, that way? Oh yeah, I draw best. The more Dude, stuff. I wanna, I'm well, no, I don't draw best of... that way, but the th- the shits comes out crazier. Like I wanted to, yeah. I didn't want to just do a straight up poison ivy. I wanted to do kind of mm-hmm. a, kind of an abstracty just fuck. I just wanted to. I love ink, right? Like uh-huh. fine tip ink, ink pens are my absolute ultimate favorite thing. The finer the tip on the ink pen, the happier I am. Mm-hmm. Like if it was like a fucking needle, I would be fucking thrilled. So I fucking sat down. I got real stoned and I just started fucking getting real intricate on this crazy poison ivy. And it fucking won it for me. And I was like, wow. Oh, oh shit. Don't mess with something that works. So I'm okay. I did the I did the logo, the elegant weapon logo, the mm-hmm. hands with the lightsaber and the doob hanging out of the hand. Yeah, I saw that. That's what's the what's the new one? Is that the two J's later type logo? No, that was just you know how everybody's been putting up those equality things for the uh, avatars uh, oh. <laughs> that are just like the pink or red square with the equal sign on it. Yeah. And I saw that one and it was fucking the doobs and I was like fucking yeah equality. That's funny. Holiday for the ganja. So, uh, yeah, but no, I've done a few stuff here and there. I'll send you some fucking shit if you want to take yeah. a look at what I've Hell done. Yeah. I drew a lot yeah. when I was a kid, and then, you know, I've discovered fucking booze and partying and stuff. <laughs> but over the I past years, I've broke. slowly gotten into it again. I have to draw lying down. Usually, uh, on your, on your stomach, yeah, like a kid okay. in front of the TV because my back just when I, I can't crunch over for too long. Does that hurt your elbows? Well, I got a tree climber's back, I put down a pillow oh, okay. and I kind of scrunch up the pillow underneath me, kind of you know, okay, yeah, so you it's adjust like a as you go, you know, so it's like a lumbar thing, yeah. But I also have an art desk, I have like the foldy up desk, you know, yeah, so I straighten it up real straight and then I don't have to bend over too far on it. That's cool. I, I just found my angle from when I was a kid. Yeah. So now I, I have a full stand-up, you know, six-foot easel. Yeah, yeah. It's real nice to have those. How do you draw, Nick? Uh, I got a I got a drafting table, too. That nice, tilts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But most of the time now, I freaking spin at the damn kitchen table because it's upstairs. <laughs> you know, the bat cave's downstairs with all the, the computer and the... Yeah. My monitor I can draw on and all that crap, and I'm sitting at the kitchen table with all my shit spread out, pens and, you know, all that crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fucking good times. What are your thoughts on Batfleck, Nick? Um, at first I was kind of kind of skeptical, but then I thought about it after a while, and I actually went back and watched uh, some of his movies and some of the recent things, and... I actually think he'll probably do a good job. I'm not going to compare it to Daredevil because that's a completely different, yeah, d- different yeah. time of when he was acting, and you know that was how many ever years ago. And he didn't say, write it. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he didn't write it. And uh, yeah, he's much older. They're going to go for a more Frank Miller-esque Batman. He's yeah, gonna... which is which is awesome. I'm yeah. actually been watching Dark Knight Returns the whole time. We've been. Nice. Doing that's this. So fucking playing in the background. I think that's why he said he'd do it, is because Zach said, Yeah, we're gonna do that Batman, you know? Yeah, and I just from listen to Fat Man on Batman podcast, 
he speaks very highly of Ben Affleck as being a Batman fan. Yes. I would much oh, rather yeah. have somebody that for respects, yeah, that respects the character as opposed to just, where's the trigger? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't give it to an ordinary citizen. Yeah. Well, we figure he's probably just going to whisper. I bet you he just does like the Michael Keaton, like, yeah. What you tell well, I think your friends about too. I think it's going to be an intimidating whisper. Yeah. Like the kind, like a mafia whip. Yeah. Well, like we said earlier, he's two he's two inches taller than Batman is in the comics. Mm-hmm. You know, his suit's got to be cool as shit. Yeah, man. that didn't matter. That didn't matter with Wolverine though. Wolverine's uh, super short in the comic book. Yeah, but that's all in like, Well, yeah, I'm saying it's kind of weird that like Batman's supposed to be big and impressive, and they've never had somebody who's six two playing him. Like I doubt Christian Bale's six two. No, well, and, you know, now they're going overboard. Four. Now they're going to give us like an overboard giant Batman. <laughs> well, I like... think that's the Frank Miller. That's that's yeah. where we go. That's where we fall. Yeah, you want Frank him to Miller be in... Yeah, yeah, you want him to be intimidating and huge and yes, and built but... to shit. Yeah, and they said that he was, you know, going to the gym extensively and. Hope I... he eats a lot of chickens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, work for Thor. Whatever it was, it was a bean pole. Yeah, people put up some shit on Facebook about him taking steroids or some bullshit like that. But oh, I, don't know. I don't give so a damn. Retarded, pump, eh? pump it's it such up. a it's such a fucking internet so fucking fantastical. <laughs> there you go, kids. That's our show for this evening, this afternoon, this morning, this weekend, this year, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I had a great time hanging out with these guys. Uh, all great fathers, great friends, and great geeks. So. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Again, I'm um, going to be recording with Jay Webb this evening. And uh, also today, I'm heading downtown to the Silver Snail, the Black Canary Cafe, where I'm actually going to be meeting up with uh, an American cohort. A little while ago, you may have heard me guest spot on Geek Girl Nerd Boy, which is on the Fanboy Inc. Uh, network there. And uh, I hung out with Tom, and uh, we had a good chat. And he's actually come up to Toronto for the weekend. So he's spending his morning out uh, checking out Casa Loma, a few other Scott Pilgrim sites and such, and we're going to meet up this afternoon, and we're going to do a little podcasting, cross-border podcasting. Also, uh, you know, that's going to come out, the J-Web, we're going to have a nice chat about Batman, and also coming up in November, I'll start to get you guys excited, because I've had a little bit of uh, workings here. It's going to be Doctor Who Celebration Month here at An Elegant Weapon. So uh, everybody stay tuned. We hope to talk to you real soon. I promise it won't be so long in between takes this time, all right? Uh, that's it for An Elegant Weapon this week. We'll see you next time. Take it This is Josh Hawks. This podcast is part of the Points of Interest Podcast Network. 